episode 32, back in the studio, after a week off? No? Your vacation was two weeks ago already? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Do you need another one? I'm this close. <laughs> don't worry, I'm taking one. No, yeah, Brady has enough vacations for this in, whole company. In two weeks. So. We don't vacation shame here. Unless it's pretty. No, we do. We vacation shame. I'll be honest. There's some vacation shaming. But not too much. But I feel like this year, this is your most vacations ever, right? For me? Yeah. No. Oh, you've had more. Well, the 2019 <laughs> honeymoon. I got engaged. Yep. I mean, I went to Japan twice. <laughs> right. So I went for cherry blossoms when we were just dating. Then I yep. proposed in May. And then we got married in October and went to Japan and Hawaii yes. in November. There's this big narrative that I, like, or just, not even me, I'd say, just the company can't take a vacation. It's not true. All you have to do is actually be good <laughs> and get results, and you can kind of do whatever you want around yeah, here. Yeah, book it. Yeah, and book it. Book it and cover, yeah. cover your ass while you're out. Yeah, and get results. Do I good work. set up the squad to cover all my work. People don't believe that, but in the history of the company, in 10 years, I've we've never denied a vacation request in the history of the I company. Don't, yeah, I You've I've, never. I've tested it a lot. It's I would never, never say anything unless we did a podcast together. Then it's kind of fun to bug you about it. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think it ever comes up. No. <laughs> but you're leaving in two weeks? Yeah, next Friday. Next Friday. So where are we going? Leave. We're going to Maui. Ooh, Maui, Maui. 60th birthday. So it'll be fun. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a truth I think we got to bring up about that happened on the last show. Uh-oh. My wife might have been right. The AirPods? <laughs> what, you can hear better when they're in? Is that what we're <laughs> talking about? <laughs> she thought you were she thought you were an idiot. I asked her about that. Are there clips out about that? Is that one of the clips? Because I, I gotta get into that comment section. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stand up for yourself. Oh uh, no, but she was like, Yeah, having the ear No, she actually had your back for a second. She's like, he turns them off though, right? I was like, Yeah. And I'm like, does he take one out? I'm like, no. And she was like, <laughs> so I think people have your back almost. I think you're close. I think society is almost keeping AirPods in, though. You might be on the right side of this argument yeah, for once. I'm with the trend. Yeah, the Gen Xers, man. The, yeah. new, the new kids on the block. But I think what's happening, this is my take. I don't really know. So I I have my old AirPods still. Mm-hmm. So the, the new Gen ones. One. No, no, Gen 2s. I have the Gen 2s. Okay. But I thought they were the Gen 1s. Okay. So I checked this. So if you open them up, you can see like the serial numbers. Mm-hmm. They matched. So here's what I think happened. I think when Apple launches a new product. Okay. So if you think about the Air- AirPod Max Pros. Now I'm just guessing here, but I might not be wrong. <laughs> the new AirPod Max Pro, like the over-ear yeah. ones. Those you cannot get in store. So they're not advertising. I think the AirPod Pros, when they launched, they immediately had so much demand that they couldn't meet the supply, mm-hmm. so they didn't advertise it. Now, I think they're advertising it like crazy, and Scarlett, you were able to book it and buy it and deliver it same day, correct? Literally on the podcast. You bought it on the podcast and got to my house by the time I got home. Yeah. So my point is I think they only use advertising dollars for incremental sales, which would be very smart. In other words, if you already have all enough demand to sell at your supply, why run ads? Yeah, why add costs? And then when you do the ads, everybody will think, oh my God, there's new AirPods. I mean, I wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that. Never. No one on this show would have got confused by that. But apparently advertising works. So hand up. 
I was wrong. Publicly, we're going to just say that, you know? Got to eat that one. Yeah. And the ad was vague. It was interesting. Like, usually Apple's like, AirPod 2, AirPod 3, iPhone 14. And that ad was very vague. And even on the site. I know. Thank you, Brady. Thanks for having my back on this. I got you. Scarlett, can you search something? We're going to do a new, new tab because this is what she kind of did too. Release date of Apple AirPod Pro second generation. Yeah. yeah. See, that hurt. Yeah. That hurts. Been out. Yeah. That, that hurts. So, she was right. And they didn't advertise it because they didn't need to. And then, But they advertise it hard right now. Like, I was very convinced these were the new AirPods. But you need them anyway, right? It's just the second pair you got her. She has the same because weren't yours broken? Even though they were no, I, Gen 2? I needed new ones anyway, yeah. correct. But I like, I don't like to replace things with the with current. With the same thing. Never, like, never, never. Wait till... I would probably be, really, I don't I don't think I had a solution. I, I needed them anyway, yeah. to your point. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't have another pair and people couldn't hear me. And I I use them all day. But no, I got Tanner some too. So Tanner got oh, some. Oh yeah, Tanner was the Yeah, I bought, I bought him the second pair. So. Does he have two Gen 2s now or was no, that not for him? his. Okay, he did. Same thing. <laughs> I, I, it's because you take them out and put them in your pocket while you talk to people. That's why you I, both wash them. Now, I just want to say, is it my responsibility to take my... Well, yeah, it is. I know. I know. <laughs> Scarlet's face over there. I, I feel like you can always check the pockets. You don't know what those have? Yeah, but my issue is like receipts and paper. I'll leave it in. Yeah. I, I'll check the pockets for well, like Lindsay has pens in laundry, her, right? Yeah, we just share it. And so yeah. Lindsay has pens in her scrubs and I got to make sure I catch that because like a pen in the wash would be detrimental. But and I, I heard like a paper. lighter in the drying machine can catch fire. I, what'd you find on the web? What do we find on the web? What do we find on the web? It shows nothing. Okay. I have a ring notification, Snapchat and so you, podcast. So I was wrong. She was right. Story of my life. What are we going to talk about advertising Chelsea today? You got a good one? Yeah, I got a Netflix one. But so to get here, if you want to click on your third tab, I was I found this link um, just when doing some research and it shows like the top ads per quarter. And Measured they have connected TV. So Measured by what? They don't have the deep description on it, <laughs> but at the bottom of all these, it says it's based on like a ratio of paid views and organic views. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So no, I'm going to read it out the loud. most amount of money. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm going to read it. It says right here. The ranking is determined using some of YouTube's strongest signals, signals of viewer choice. Okay. Black box. Including factors like, that is such a black box statement, including factors like watch time views and mix of, so these are the high, these are just the most advertised videos. People with the most money. Okay. So the people with the most money who no, spent the, the most rate, money on right. YouTube are now the ones who do the best ads. I think the view rate and the organic is how they like make it not just the deepest pockets. But I like this ad because... I don't see any small spenders on here. Do you? No. I just want to make sure we read these brands out loud to see if it has anything to do with the amount of money they give to YouTube. Not that it would. I would never assume YouTube. Uh, World Cup. Who knows about that? Yeah. So Netflix, Apple, HBO, Disney, Adidas, Peacock, eBay, Google, Walmart, Patagonia. Dang, man. They went with a lot of independent brands there. Yeah. Focused on creativity and smaller budgets that made the most out of it. Yeah. I wish so. <laughs> I was diving around this site. Okay. They have like a connected TV version. But it, to your point, it's all massive brands. Like you can't find those niche manufacturers who just have a really good ad and are making good traction. Like performance isn't tied into it. Like top earners on e-commerce. Yeah, they used and to that's this... where you could find like a really cool product. They used to do a ranking site for agencies. And then they ranked them by the ones who had the most followers. And I was like, okay, well. It was like, 
Ogilvy won. Yeah. Because they had the most followers on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know if that's how I would rank agencies. I don't know if this is how I would rank commercials, but... Let's, let's, it's a ranking nonetheless. Like Wednesday, which I never heard of. Okay, you told me about how this. You, yeah, Wednesday. What is Wednesday? That's a day of the week. So it came out in fall, uh, past Halloween, which I thought was interesting. Maybe Whoa. that's because Stranger Things dominates Halloween. Time out. They didn't release the scary movie. It's not It's not like a scary movie, but it's very that's a Halloween-esque. That's with stitches, dude, that's walking yeah, around the street. That's Thing, or It. What is it? It's Thing. Thing? Yeah, you know yeah. Thing? No, I have no I, This idea. is Adam's Family. It's Adam yeah, Wednesday. Family? Yeah. Isn't that the Adams Family? Yeah, that's what this is. But that's like from the 60s, it's right? Wednesday Adams, yeah. 60s, 70s? Peter, as our resident genius. Yeah, I think it was like the 19... Uh, I want to say 50s, 60s. It's the guy with the bolt in his head? That's Frankenstein. Um, I don't know if he's featured. No, no there's a bolt like in the head, I think, on the Adams. Dude, yeah, yeah Scarlett, have my back on this. I want to see. There's... I don't know how much they can have no, try to have my back. I mean, like oh, is like it the driver? Yes, yeah. There's somebody in here with a weird head that has like a bolt or something. Uncle Fester. Can I see the bald it? guy. Did you guys see the Dalai Lama try to lick this kid's tongue? <laughs> I did read about that. That is so bad. Sorry. So... Well, he said it was like, I like to have jokes even <laughs> yeah, in public, even behind cameras. Like, that's a weird we, joke. That's a, not a... I am driver. now that I'm wrong. And he looks like yes, Frankenstein. That is who I'm talking about. Like, he had a square head. I just remember square face. So that guy's who? Uh, Lurch. The butler. Okay, is Adam's Family popular? Do people it is like... now. Did you watch the new one? Is that why? I did watch Wednesday. The and you watched it? I watched Wednesday. And you watched it? Yeah. And I've never heard of it. Some ad campaign. All right, let's keep going. Well. Just... <laughs> I mean, it worked. I'm I mean, just... it was the number one ad, Q4 2020. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And it was Tim Burton who made this one. That's what got Peter. That didn't necessarily get Tim me. Tim Burton is the guy who did all the characters movies that I never watched growing up, right? I'm guessing. This is like... He did like all like like The Nightmare Before Christmas and like the original Batman 80s films. He did the 80s Batmans? Yeah. Okay. That was his big breakthrough. And then I kind of like the new Batmans. All, like the weird things like Edward Scissorhands and that kind of stuff. Okay. I've never really seen any of this, so I guess that I am outside of their audience. But let's watch your ad. Let's Wednesday.
heck was that? <laughs> so the <laughs> reason... Looked, why is the hand so big? I feel like the hand was too big to be scary. Did you notice everybody got scared but then immediately realized it wasn't real? Well, it was a robotic hand. Well, I mean, it, it's too big. The see, CGI it... version, it's not like that's the version. Well, I'm show. not allowed to have complaints about the size of the hand, Brady. I'm just going to defend my ad. I mean, we would ad. It was just a hand running around New York. So the reason why I liked it. What does just... the hand have to do with the Adams family? There's like a. So that's one of the main characters. That's a character? Thing. Yeah. Thing like went to boarding school with her and is like helping her out. The hand? Yeah. It's like a part of the family. From the, the old hand. show too? Yeah. The hand has always been around, and I just have zero exposure to the Adams family. Yeah. So the okay, so then can I challenge the ad? Yes. So if you don't know the Adams family already, and you theoretically weren't already gonna watch the show because you know the hand and you like the Adams family, you haven't done a reboot in seventy years, why would you make the whole ad something someone like me doesn't know? Just asking. I think you might be the minority in this. I do have to Focus say, group. I never watched, like, the old Adam's Family, so I get your point, because I was like, I'm assuming that something with Adam's Family has a hand in it. Well, it's the most inanimate of the characters in the show, is all I'm challenging for a second here. Yeah. So, in other words, like, because the Adam's has a whole family, right, of humans. Mm-hmm. And Cousin It, which... I and there's no plot development. Is. There's no anything. It's just a hand going around New York for shock factor. Yeah, so th- that's why I like is they made it like a YouTube prank video it is or dope. YouTube ad. And out of all the videos on that top list, they it was were the only one. one who actually didn't just run a typical trailer is they did like a YouTube prank style. Which I love. I don't want to talk crap on all of that. Jenna Ortega, she's been famous. I think she's dating someone. I saw this. Well, came she's up. blowing up because of Wednesday. Really? Yeah. That's where, because I think I must have saw her. With somebody famous, I forget who it is, but it came up on my feet. I think it was an athlete, because um, that's usually my crossover. Not Davidson, uh, maybe. Who knows? I would Probably. just put my money on that. But like, okay, so now I know who I know that she got some award. Is that for this? Probably. Oh my goodness! But why Wednesday when you have the Adams? Fa- so, I, see, there's no me. I know the Adams family. Do you get what I'm saying? I have heard of the Adams family. Yeah, but I didn't know the hand. And I didn't know the Wednesday. And I never connected yeah. the dots. And I did see this lady, Jenna Ortega, won a bunch of awards. Yeah. So the show's all about her. It's all about Wednesday like of the Adams family. She goes to her this boarding Wednesday. school all for rejects yes. and supernatural people. That's her name. Is so it's Wednesday. the X-Men. Uh, she goes I, to a boarding I've never school seen the X-Men. for rejects. I've never seen Time the X-Men. Time out. Wait. You've seen the Adams family not X-Men? I mean, next time X-Men's in the top <laughs> ten on Netflix, I'll watch it. But... Oh, gosh. Okay, so yes, the entire premise of X-Men is a bunch of people that go to a boarding school I did not know with that. supernatural abilities. Am I missing something there, Peter? That's the entire premise. Yeah, that's that's correct. Okay. So is Wednesday the same as X-Men or not at all? It's like it's Harry Potter very, X-Men? Very, very similar. It's, yeah, it's kind of like a cross between like Harry Potter and X-Men. Okay. Would I like it, guys? Should I watch it? Is it scary? No, it's not scary. I wouldn't. I don't watch scary movies or shows but then That's why have thing. a scary hand going around scary this is i mean you want me to advertise I mean, there's a couple jump scare moments for okay. sure but no i just like i discovered it through that top okay. and then i obviously liked the show and then you're doing your research for what your ad's gonna be i liked how it was kind of like a youtube <laughs> prank style video even though they didn't get the style too right what if like, brady you just searched top ads on youtube That's found the started. top list and then clicked on the is that the number one list on the number one query 
I mean, I've never found <laughs> that page on YouTube. <laughs> That's true. So I was looking at Connected TV, yeah, yeah. and I like everything did seem just too generic. I but... do like the ad from your angle of what you said, which is, it is a ad on YouTube done in a style of a YouTube video. I think that's brilliant. But if Jenna Ortega is the main character, is she attractive? Yeah. They didn't lead with that at all. You never even saw her face when they showed her on the back. But that's like, that's her vibe in the show isn't to be like attractive. It's... Well, I know, but this is... She's an outcast and people are afraid of her and think she's weird. (sighs) And the prank was all like a dismembered hand walking around yeah nobody what i did like about the prank was they made sure all the reactions of people were immediately like funny afterwards which i thought was really interesting yeah except for i guess that little girl was yeah that was the the first first one like the scream that was the capture the first six seconds correct you know but then after that they didn't make it come across as too scary for you to watch if you wanted scary movies which i do agree with which i thought was really clever all of my two thoughts during it were Wow, that hand is abnormally big, so people aren't scared of it. <laughs> that was how my brain was. Is what I thought. And the I mean, second they made thing, a robot. I just thought they tried to make it as realistic as possible. But in the end of the day, they made like a robot just for this ad. Fair. The second thing I thought was, it's very clever of them to make everyone laugh and smile afterwards, once they get scared. Yeah, it was fun. It was correct. It kept it fun. Yeah. I think flipped off the birds, which was kind of funny too. The nun, like, stuck her tongue out. So how does the hand talk? It doesn't. It just... It has sign language. The hand doesn't talk. Okay. Yeah, it's a little A, B, C. So what is it? And so then, is her superpower the hand? No. The hand is just a family member that, like, they left to keep an eye on her. Even if it doesn't have eyes. Is the Adams family... What is it? I don't get it. Is it just a... Is it like a... Is it a normal family, but... Through the premise of being like scary, no, there's supernatural stuff. Like I'm trying to. Okay. Does Wednesday have like powers? I'm blanking on. She has those visions. Oh yeah, she has visions. So that's her raving vibes. So she's the same as who's the the lady from the chess movie? You know what I'm talking about? Chess uh, movie. She's the chess prodigy. She. Oh, oh yeah, I remember the scene where she, she has visions too because she's playing up above the bed. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that one. That Queen's good. Gambit was, was a great good. one. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I do like the ad. I just thought, I mean, Ed Brady, it has some, like, I guess the reason it's cool is for the reasons that it's completely the opposite to the other same point. Like, if you don't know the Adams family and they yeah. don't mention the Adams family anywhere, do they in the very beginning? Can we watch the very beginning again? I want to see if they do mention the Adams family. No, it's, it's just. Because it's a hand, right? So it starts with a hand hit play. I just want to see. Like, it does the scream tick first. In the very beginning, it has like a little cut scene, I think. That's her laying out of the suitcase. Oh, yeah. They say New Yorkers can't be shocked. The scream is pretty good. and they, So I do like it's your point on that first six seconds. That first six seconds is amazing from the context of yeah, the... Yeah, knowing that it could be a bumper ad format so people could skip. Correct. So that part's really cool. I just don't know, just straight up, why you would do an ad that's entirely cope. I guess because they want the the first adopters to be people who already like the Adams family. Yeah. And you know, I think it's like someone like me would never be able to watch this from this ad because I wouldn't know what the hand I literally do not know what that hand is. Which is why you then want to watch it. Right? What's up with this? I don't hand? know if the hand is compelling enough to make you want to watch the show. I think this ad was after it was like when it released. So this wasn't 
like leading up to it doesn't say like out november 10th like this is they dropped this as the show was dropped it's a crossover ad it's a if you already like the ad, mine's a crossover ad too so like if you don't your you, my reaction to this ad will be actually kind of somewhat similar to your reaction to that i'm going to show you we'll see which i think is kind of unique conceptually in the sense that ads that appeal to us ironically are because we fit in icp that they know but i don't know if that drives incremental sales which is my only like weird part of this whole thing like this ad you're gonna watch right now i would argue does nothing from incremental sales either and i'm realizing my ad that i like is guilty of the same ad that you like is guilty of in the sense that it appeals to our already foundational knowledge of the thing you're advertising it does nothing to drive a new audience because that, yeah. that ad does nothing. Wednesday, no mention of the Adam's Family. I don't know what the hand is. I literally couldn't even watch it. Like, just from watching. Like the, yeah. I couldn't have been a viewer of Wednesday from that ad any more than you might be a viewer from this one to a certain extent. Yeah. The th- well, the Wednesday ad it has over 30 million views on it. Which is crazy. But and probably it, was a few, it was like the one of the biggest shows. So that's kind of the... But no, I, I think just no. figured that ad had to play a part in the success, but I'm curious. Like, if, no. you, if that ad doesn't exist, would Wednesday have the same amount yes, of I do. hours being watched? Well, no, and... I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think the way to look at it is, do 30 million people already know of the Adams Family? And I would say yes. And that ad is perfect for those 30 million to get from apathy to action. Because you need... You're, think about if you're going to do this reboot. It's a reboot, right? Yeah. So logically, you're the studio. You're doing a reboot. Who's your primary audience for a reboot? People who are already fans. Correct. So that ad is perfect through that context. Now, I looked at it through the context of I've never seen the Adams Family. I don't know what the hand is. And I'm totally lost right now. Right? Yeah. But contextually, the brilliance of the ad is if you're going to advertise and you have a limited budget, there's two ways to look at this, I think. And this is something we don't want to ever talk about in advertising, but we definitely should. Is do you spend, let's say, the $10 million or the million dollars, let's say a million, let's say that was a million dollar ad. Do we spend the million dollars promoting to the audience that's most likely to watch our show? And maybe we get it, maybe we don't if we don't run the ad. Yeah. Or because they already follow our Adam Social or they're already on some subreddit or, you know, they're already somehow connected to us in some way or do we run an entirely different type of ad that gets people who are generation xers or new people young people who never heard of the adams family to then become interested in the adams family and i would argue 99.9 percent of the time people are choosing to advertise to the people that already know them to then remind them that there's a reboot yeah i mean the adams family is so old that i'd say probably 90% if not more the people who watched Wednesday couldn't name like the members of the Adams family. I'm sure a high percentage knew about Thing. These two could. Well, there was also the two 90s movies. That's how I originally oh. See, there's more to this story yeah. where people know about this Adams stuff that I just don't know about. Yeah, I guess that I remember them from my Adam childhood. family fans. That, that yeah, ad was I mean, not... you had a like, Thing. You had to know what the hand was. Yeah. The entire ad was the premise of you knew this hand. Yeah. But even if you didn't know the hand, 
you could look at it as just like someone built a hand robot. Correct. To free people out in New York. Yeah, but what's the last scene then? Go to the last scene. What's the call to action? Let's just go. I agree with what you're saying. So let's say I get to the very end and I get to hear. I don't know who that girl is. Remember, I don't know what the show is, truthfully. <laughs> okay. And then it says Wednesday. Then what? And then only on Netflix. I mean, I would never know that had anything to do with the Adams family. It's an inside joke. Yeah. Because they never mentioned the word Adams family once in the ad. Yeah. And I remember when you know was, what I'm saying? So I literally have no idea what that is. When the show was buzzing, I was like, Wednesday, like, what is that? And then someone explained to me, like, oh, Wednesday Adams is the daughter from the Adams family. It's about her. So like, do oh. you think they could have done better? If they ran that same commercial with just mentioned, like, so if you go back two seconds, just two seconds on that, like, just that, I'm just curious what you guys think. So go a little farther forward for me. Just that screen, yeah. Wednesday. The Adams Family in a small font below Wednesday. Or even the song. Because you knew that you even rattled off the song. Yeah, I know the song. They could have incorporated more I of like literally a clear... never knew, and I've been on Netflix. I had no idea, just so you know. Like, this is completely earth shattering to me. Wednesday and Adam's family, same thing. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. 37 million views is a lot of views. Yeah. And you said they ran it after Halloween? Yeah, so this came out. Because they probably didn't want to compete Halloween. with Stranger Things, I yeah, think, is why they do that. But yeah. in the Netflix tab, it was in the top 10 for 18 weeks. Like, this show just dominated. This is, this is showing November. This oh, is the nice. week after it came out. Oh, yeah. That's a... So this is a pretty good sh- show. You guys liked it? Everybody liked it? Should I watch it? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Harry Potter vibes for me. I've never seen Harry Potter that oh, much. Oh, really? how, how dare you <laughs> get Everybody, on me about... Everybody, what the heck? Is it I mean, like daggers you, in your you eyes. You turned on me on X-Men, and then you say something like, I've never seen Harry Potter. Well, I have. So I've seen it... So when I first dated Myra, she gave me that same look. And then I watched like two seasons or two two movies. And I never got past that. There's a lot more than that, right? I saw him play Quidditch. I know the basic concept. I know his name's Harry. Yeah. Golden Snitch. And then there's the angry. There's the Voldemort. Yeah. And there's multiple houses. Shouldn't be saying that name, but sure. Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. That's Beetlejuice. <laughs> and Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And yeah, all right. Well, whatever. I got to get out there more. I haven't more. seen a lick of Star Wars, if that helps. Or X-Men? No. Those are more like, all right, whatever. All right. So here's my ad. <laughs> We're weirdos. We're unqualified from a basic social awareness standpoint to have a podcast. Yeah. Half of our show is just being like, you didn't know what? <laughs> Out of the collective group in the room, we got a lot covered. But... We do. We got like our our uh, producers are exponentially helpful. All right. Ready? Yeah. So this is Wrexham AFC. They're a show on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought a team in Wales. Oldest football team in the world. Oldest stadium. And they're doing a docu-series on it. Mm-hmm. It's really dope. Have you seen it all? I haven't seen any of it. Okay, I love these I know types about of, it. I love documentary it. style shows and then anything related to it's soccer. Like, what's the NFL one? Uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, yeah. Yeah, um, that was cool. This is more, a little different because it focuses on the community and the owners too. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a show take the angle of the owners. Ted Lasso. Well, that show's about losing. That's but, true. Um, I hate Ted Lasso. It, it just... Yeah. 
Everybody, everybody worships this guy as the world's greatest coach, and they get relegated. It's crazy. Like, and he's just really depressed. That's why I don't like it. Is like, yeah, every I don't know. Everybody talks like, what a great leader. What, no, he loses. Everybody on that team makes less money and loses their job because they get relegated, and then they celebrate him as a coach. So I have a big problem with that. I just think it's a sad show. But it's not seen that way. Yeah, whatever. I agree. I do agree with that take. All right, ready? So this is they're promoting their new show. Okay, a new season. All right. I can't believe we're about to talk with the Sir Alex Ferguson, arguably the greatest football manager ever. He's won 13 Premier League titles. It's called foreshadowing. See that? Now you know who he is. Master intimidator. Brian, he's way past that part of his career. Besides, we're playing a friendly match, so I'm sure it's good. Go! Hello! I don't know why I'm yelling. Hello, Sir Alex. It's, uh, it's an honor to be speaking with you today, sir. Yeah, uh, Sir Alex, uh, we, we are truly grateful that you agreed to help announce the match between Wrexham and Manchester United. Yeah. What did I tell you? My game. Were they on mute or something? Uh, uh, Sir Alex, um, we can't wait to see all the, the Red Dragon and the Red Devil players on the pitch together. Yeah, we, we think that fans of, of both clubs are really going to love it. Hmm? Sir Alex, um, we would like we would love to talk more about the big match happening at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego on July 25th. But you know, Rob, Rob here has a hair appointment in Beverly Hills. Uh, he has to get to it right now, so this the schedule is inflexible for for that. Uh, so thank you, sir. We appreciate you. <laughs> Bye. Wait, 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 what was that? What? I panicked. That was terrifying. Yeah, I told you I'm legendary intimidator. Lives right up here. How'd the call go with Ryan and Rob, Sir Alex? Good on you. Never heard the thing. <laughs> The reason I love that one is how boring is it to try to announce a match and the opposite of the Wednesday film. They made sure you understood who Sir Alex Ferguson was before they yeah, introduced. Well written, like the way they. Yeah. So what do you think about it? I liked it. So that was for that had nothing to do with the show. Yeah, I was wrong about that. I forgot. Sorry. That was for like a local. Do you think that was a local ad? You know, it was in San Diego. So. Like, did you see that ad in the wild? I saw it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I follow all of the accounts that follow advertising mm -hmm. on social. So I like to see. I saw it on Adweek. I saw it on those places. And I saw it also on Twitter. I follow Rexum. I saw it also on, like, the football, soccer, social mm -hmm. aggregator accounts. You know? Like, just, you know, football 24-7 at, you know, whatever. So saw it everywhere, actually. But... I did forget that it wasn't for the show, but instead the match against Man United on their USA tour. Um, Which is crazy because yeah. there wasn't any clips of football being played in that ad None. to promote a game. And I don't think that's ever been done. I don't think. To promote. <laughs> no, it's just so cool. And that's like classic Ryan Reynolds. I thought there were some other cool things about it too. If you noticed, it's Rexum is the source code. So 129,000 views 13, day, 13 days ago, Wrexham. So the video is from Wrexham. So watch, go click on the Wrexham link there. Like see if you can click on that all caps. Maybe just go to 
uh, Wrexham. Uh, let's see if we can go to their YouTube channel. Do you think it's that this is Wrexham or? I don't. That's probably not official. No. I think it's like Wrexham FC YouTube or something like that. Yeah. So when we go to a account, do they let us on filters? Yeah, if you go to filters, you can do channels. Channel, yeah, on type. The second column, yeah. <laughs> there you go, right there for me. I want to see this real quick. Hit pause. Let's go down. Let's see if we can find the. I was curious. Keep going. No. Okay. So I thought it was interesting that the video was obviously made by Wrexham, but the ticket sales were done on United. To me, that's in partnership. Mm -hmm. So if you see that video, it's obviously Ryan Reynolds and Rob making the video. That is not done by Man United's team. There's yeah. no way. But the ticket sales are on Man United's website. So I just thought that was clever and interesting. Because it's to promote Manchester United's tour. But Wrexham is obviously... Wrexham is like a no-name team, like three or four divisions below okay. United. So this is a big deal for Wrexham to get to play United. They would only traditionally play Manchester United in the FA Cup, which is where uh, it's like an open tournament where any division of league in the United Kingdom can play and it's pretty cool and Wrexham actually did make it pretty far in that tournament actually and so they were playing teams they would never get to play in that tournament mm -hmm. and now they're playing Manchester Wrexham AFC playing Manchester United on their USA tour is hilariously cool like you would never are you gonna go heck no because it's a terrible game <laughs> but for people who are like new to soccer in the US who like are getting into soccer because they're watching this Hulu show yeah they'll go mm-hmm because they're Wrexham Definitely. fans, even though Wrexham sucks. Wrexham's, you know, doing good this year for who they are. But they're not going to beat Manchester United in a real game. Maybe exhibition, they got a chance. Mm -hmm. But it's an exhibition game off the allure of Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, and their Hulu show. So I just thought it was a really clever promo that I'd never seen done like that. And then they use, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson, who's a legend of Manchester United. So that's the whole tie-in. Interesting. But I just thought it was good. Yeah, it was entertaining. <laughs> Entertaining, and I thought it was well-written in the sense that they're able to get all their information into the ad. Yeah. This was going to be for oh. announcing this on July. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. They do such a – I mean, Ryan specifically, that's just that's his style. Correct. it seems natural. Like, it's just it, – it's a cut take they're doing. They're going to redo it, but he's announcing, like, everything that's yeah. it's happening. So, that's our advertising jealousy. I like it. Now, there's advertising going viral today. Yeah, there's been – been a few things there has primarily bud light i was gonna joke and say attribution <laughs> primarily <laughs> bud light i've always off. been a coors light guy i just want to first say that so anything Same, i say still am. is biased towards coors light okay but oh, a couple more ads huh um let's full screen that maybe and so i'll give a little more context so I don't know all the context. So I was talking about this at lunch with Brady. So as a general note of thumb, Brady and I are apolitical. We don't actually care about politics. Um, I am a centrist who thinks that both sides are dumb and both sides are smart in each of their own unique ways. Um, but what I do like to do is critique advertising, even when it involves current social justice type issues, which I think is fair to do. Yep. 
And so what we want to do on the show is take a apolitical viewpoint on what Bud Light is doing because they are going viral right now. Now, I did not know why they were going viral. So here's my like context of the story, which is kind of funny. I just saw this interview. So I hopped on Twitter this morning and I saw this lady interview with one of the most just her whole vibe and like the the drawings like behind her like taped to the wall it's just a two per to me it was just too funny like the context of like i was just thinking like okay i'm in charge because remember bud light's a part of i believe anheuser-busch holding company Mm -hmm. that has like a ton of other brands now one of the cool parts of being a holding company is you can isolate your brands to individual personas from which they resonate with you can still have macro brands. Like, I would say Bud Light is a macro brand. In other words, it can have multiple personas that are all aligned to us because it's a low-cost option. Yeah. It's got low calories, low cost, and it takes, like, warm pee, but we all love it, right? Primarily, we love it because we grew up drinking it, sometimes underage, sometimes right when we were 21, at parties where we were playing beer pong or binge drinking in America. Let's just call a spade a spade. Bud Light is a binge drinking beer that when we were growing up, it was Bud Light or Mike's Hard Lemonade, and nobody wanted to get iced, which was like vodka Smirnoff ice. Yeah. And you'd have to get on one knee and drink a Smirnoff ice, and there was no such thing as seltzers. And if there was, as a dude, you wouldn't be caught dead drinking one. That's kind of, frankly, college for 99.9% of males, and even women, I would say. And like, Keystone. Keystone, and yeah. Like, all, any mix. cheap beer. It wasn't Coors Light, Natty Light, Bud Light. There was cheap beer that we would drink because that's what we could afford that we'd play beer pong and flip cup with. And then there'd be one like Smirnoff ice that you'd hide somewhere in a fridge as a joke and you get ice. But nobody drank seltzers back then. No. Am I missing something? No. Even Corona. Peter, it's pretty accurate representation of us growing up. Okay. Corona was too fancy. Corona was too fancy. We couldn't afford Corona Pacifico. If we did, those were like the nice beers and you definitely didn't use them for the games. Yeah, first day of summer, a little yeah, celebration. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little darty, little day party, a couple like Pacificos you would sip on, but you weren't playing yeah. beer pong with the Pacificos. No. Now, they're trying to reinvent themselves. So apparently Bud Light sales are down. I know nothing about the branding. Apparently there's more to this, Brady. So apparently Bud Light's doing some pretty edgy, I guess, given their current demographic. They're trying to change their demographic, correct? Yeah, they're doing a pretty large repositioning okay. all the way from like the branding of the cans and just trying to make a quick switch. So I have not seen any of that. I have zero exposure. I'm going to have Scarlett look it up for me in a second. I still haven't looked for a reason. But I did just see this interview, mm-hmm. and I chuckled, and I thought we should talk about it because it was going viral. So let's I watch the interview. Number one, you know, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light, and it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men Mm -hmm. and representation is at sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean 
Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important that we had another approach. But anyway, listen, I'm not going to pretend that there isn't so much more work to do from a business results perspective. And of course, from a representation perspective, but I feel like you, you have to put your money where your mouth is when you're trying to evolve a brand and elevate it and bring in new consumers. So that's been incredibly important to me. Okay. Let's hit pause real quick. Now, if I was Cruise Light and I designed a villain to take down my number one competitor, <laughs> they would look like <laughs> it is almost too on the nose. The whole aura, the whole energy it is just a hilarious hiring decision if you're Bud Light. I'm not going to lie. Like, just watching that is like, wait, what? Because she's not trying to. Because she said we have to have a brand that appeals to both men and women. I would argue she doesn't have a ton there that appeals to men of her whole thing that we got to just get a glimpse of. Now, there's a lot of assumptions we've yeah, been making and there. Yeah, younger demographics, I think, was like the general, which for a while I've seen them. Like Post Malone is a big promoter of Bud Light. I don't know if that was by his choice or sponsorship, but that fits the narrative of younger demographics. Well, no, but there is something. To she, she, if you, you could be watching again, the reason I find her funny was because she's actively a attacking her current consumer. And I think it's hard. Yeah, to, that is interesting. Because it's hard. She is actively attacking. She didn't just say Fratty, which would have been fine to stay. That part didn't make me uh, smirk. It was the statement after Fratty, which was Fratty. And then I think, what was it? Off color humor or oh, can we watch? Is there? Oh, no. Yeah, I think she was referring to, and I can't think of like a Bud Light ad this way, but I would never. That's, Carl's Jr. I think is that yeah, that's type Carl's of Jr., like not Bud Light humor. No, I think she's referring to like the what's up, like some of the campaigns. Who's Olivia out? Never mind. Can we go back? <laughs> that to... was like the next recommended oh. video. Yeah, this one. I just want to see her comment here because this is what I meant. I actually have no problem with what she's trying to do. I think she has to do it to her point. Just go to like uh, what is, right there. What does evolve and elevate mean? It means here. inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. Which is true. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm -hmm. and representation is it's sort of the heart of evolution you've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we have this hangover i mean bud light had been kind of a brand of fratty not bad kind of out of touch humor that part and it was so really if you hit the out of touch humor that to me is an active attack on your current persona so what I find interesting about that is it's a weird strategy, in my opinion, from a sales standpoint. Most of the people I've hung out with that I've had exposure to, because I have you know family just like everybody else and everybody has different viewpoints, who would come across as being like Bud Light's fratty and I don't want to be associated with it. Don't drink light beer. So I just thought that was a quite interesting like thing there is like if Ram only did pink trucks, does that mean more people would buy them? 
you yeah like the, like I, the that's friday weird... market is massive for light beer and so it should have been said like hey we're losing the game in the frat market <laughs> which is the largest light beer party market we're gonna attempt to create a new market for light beer and just try to but that's a pretty like for her be being more a businesswoman than us losing in the largest market for light beer i'm just critiquing the business strategy i haven't even got to everything else I would agree that she is the antithesis of the fratty market. Like they hired someone to that is not like that is the opposite of what you think about when you think about a day party and like beer pong. And that's what she wants to do. She wants to change that, which is great for her. I think the issue might just be wh- wh- why? Like how how would that work? Yeah, cuz I guess I just struggle to imagine the super like, I don't see the trans community all of a sudden becoming Bud Light drinkers because they changed their branding. Like, are people that shallow? Or, like, is our identity directly connected to our taste buds? Like, I wouldn't say we drink Bud Light in the fratty community when I was at that age because we thought it tasted good. It was just the only thing we could afford. So that's what I'm – I just find this weird concept of, like, like, since when in modern marketing is – appealing to everyone the strategy isn't the entire strategy well, yeah, that's the thing it's like an all-inclusive position is the doesn't opposite. exist no it doesn't what everybody's doing is they're picking sides right now because that includes the, the frat guys right if you really want to take an all-inclusive lighter position you're essentially saying we should be keeping all these people and gaining more no i guess you're to her point she's actually doing the opposite then to your point which is she's saying actually we'd like to exclude the fratty and out-of-touch humor and we want to get this new market so she actually is. But the way it's put is like all inclusive. Yeah. But that I don't think it's a frat people. Unless it's frat people without a touch humor. Yeah. But that's your core audience that's currently enabling you to have enough revenue to pivot. I don't see how it works. I just thought this was one of the craziest things I'd ever seen in my life. Because to me, I, I actually really do like social justice marketing and think about like what Nike's done and a lot of these brands. I think they crush it. I just don't know if Bud Light, like, that is a, like, that's like the mountaintop of fraternity. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're trying to change a Miller Light, which none of us care about that much. Or, like, a, it's like a Bud Light, Coors Light. There's a lot of people who have very strong feelings about their light beer. Like, I'm, like if you just ask a bunch of dudes, like, what do you like better, Cruise Light or Bud Light? They'll go into a diatribe about why they like one or the yeah. other. And Miller is so gigantic. Like, does Miller own, like, the NASCAR demographic? I don't do you know. Think, or is that Bud Light? None of them own the progressive market, though, to Bud Light's point. So maybe they could go get it. But yeah, there is I no, think like, to your point is, like, is that market drinking light beer in the first place? I don't think so. And I don't know if they change their consumption behavior because... You put a rainbow on your can. Like, I don't... Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's like a very shallow attempt to manipulate humans that all humans see through. Right? Like, in this case, I would say I'm on the I'm on the traditional Bud Light drinker side. I'm a dude who likes sports and drinking light beer. All right? I've got Coors Light in my fridge. So I would be the person she's insulting. But I don't think it's insulting. I think it's hilarious from a marketing standpoint because i've like imagine if you take things that like um 
Like, imagine if you tried to do the opposite. Do you think it would work? Like, doing the opposite. No. Well, it kind of has, actually. But not in this regard. So let's pause. I'm going to give us a little scenario. Let's flip it the way we started this. Would you ever drink seltzer and was it considered girly or feminine and you'd get like made fun of and ridiculed if you were to drink a seltzer when we were in college? Yes or no? I would have done it, but I was also making wine smoothies with raspberries and punk. I'm not saying you wouldn't do it or not, but my my point was more so socio culturally. Would it have been like you would have got some crap from the guys if you were drinking seltzers all the time when we were in college, correct? Yeah, it's like in that category of But now high noon? I mean when's the last time you had a light beer? You probably have a high noon over a light beer at 10 out of 10 parties right now, right? If you were to go to a party right now, would they have more seltzers or light beers? Probably seltzers. They would have seltzers, right? So it's worked. Now, did the seltzer brands, to become more masculine, do like all black branding and like super masculine branding at all? No. Not at all, right? Like let's pull up high noon, right? So high noon is a really famous one. So is White Claw. So is... um. What's the other one? The last Topo Chico's. Topo Chico. None of these are masculine. There is nothing masculine about this. This to me is the definition of inclusive. Does that kind of make, I I just want to make this ironic point here is like, they didn't get men to drink them by becoming more masculine Mm -hmm. any more than you would get. Let's say, uh, women, women or LGBTQ community or gay community or whatever, to drink a drink by being more gay. Like, I don't know if that's how it works. Yeah, and that's getting into, like, doing this through the product labeling, which, like, the blue can Well, I haven't seen that yet, so I'm going to look at that in a second. I legitimately have not seen it. So this is all just me talking marketing right now. I've not seen it on God. So all I'm saying is that is not – they didn't – High Noon did not get men to drink it by being, like, fratty. It's kind of my point. So if you take the inverse of her principle mm-hmm. of what she is articulating from a psychological standpoint is we do not as men like high noon now for any other reason that's become socially acceptable and it always did taste good. Yeah. It's lighter calories. I don't feel hungover from it. I like the high noons the most because I don't get that weird like um, nail polish aftertaste I get from like the white claws because I think it's using real liquor instead of like real vodka instead of malt liquor. Mm-hmm. Which the other ones are using malt liquor. Is that correct, Scarlett? Yeah. Okay. So that is why I like high notes. But they're, uh, my wife technically buys them for me. And if I were to go to a party, I would buy them too. But I would never think this is a masculine drink. I would literally think this is a drink that everybody likes. I would literally buy this due to its inclusivity. My mom drinks it. My aunt drinks it. My dad drinks it. My grandpa drinks it. I drink it. Everyone drinks seltzers right now. It's the most inclusive drink we have. Straight, gay, I don't know what... I don't understand also what straight or gay has to do with drinking preferences, necessarily, with a beer. Isn't that somewhat shallow? Yeah, because I drink beer. Do you have to be... Do you get what I'm saying? Like, what is... Like, isn't that just a little bit of shallow marketing to be like... Because imagine if you did that for other products. You wouldn't do that for PDP software. Be like, no. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that for a consumer product? Yeah, and that's where I think like it's interesting that's happening with such an established brand. Well, it, versus it, like making a new brand to try to enter. It couldn't be a bigger markets. 180 from that historical brand's audience. Yeah, it's a football beer. Like for years, it's been Super Bowl commercials, football beer, 
What's up? I mean, we've done the commercials on here. We yeah. love them. Parties. But I don't think at any point Bud Light was not inclusive. No. That's I mean, the way you got to say, like, yes, men drink it more than women, but men drink more beer than women. Statistically, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'd say statistically, through my own personal experiences, I found men usually drink more beer and women usually do liquor or wine. That is what I've seen historically. Seltzer, liquor, wine is usually women. Men are usually more in beer, but even men are now doing more liquor, wine, and seltzer. That is what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, they advertise themselves, I think, into that market, right? Watching the game, drinking the bud. That's very aligned. Yeah, which I love that all too. Yeah. And so I think they're like, well, now we're losing in this market. Correct. Our answer is to not gain it back. It's to reposition. Which I respect. And now they're advertising and positioning to then take. Okay, so let's look at their new ads. Let's look at the new ads. Okay, so let's let's pause on all that. We've talked about enough. Let's go see what they're actually doing. We saw her interview. She is just an all-time character. I mean, if you could, it's just that she does feel like a character for the whole thing. I was trying to see what her kids were drawing. Uh, like the pink suit or the baby blue suit the drawings i mean she is an ultimate like villain to take down like light beer which is just awesome like i love that fit so do we have any branding or anything so i've seen cans trending can we show Uh, can you look at sorry (laughs) okay i guess can we look at that is that dylan mulvaney yeah yeah okay um can we just look at that down new york post or whatever i don't care what whatever one you want to click yeah it doesn't matter so, Theo Vaughn's reaction. I do like Theo Vaughn. But, but, okay, so. <laughs> so, wait. Dylan Mulvaney does. It's a partnership. It's a she, correct? It's Dylan Mulvaney's she. Okay. So, she does an ad with Bud Light. And she. What's the problem? Is it just that it's got essentially like transgender actress on a Bud Light can. And then all the people who buy Bud Light who have a great affinity kind of to be against transgenders are like, I don't want to... I think this particular person is really hot in the world right now and a lot of people have problems with it because of another ad she did. Okay, I know nothing about this, but okay. But essentially though, it's still, it's a transgender human on Bud Light. Correct? Is that really the if you get rid of all the other stuff? Yeah. And then they're traditionally more associated with people who might not, if you were to do like a little overlap of values, it would be like Bud Light drinkers and then people who are openly transgender. There's probably not a ton of overlap between the two demographics, correct? Yeah, and I, th- I think all communities and demographics would, if they were to say, hey, who is Bud Light's demographic? They would probably describe, oh, you know, frat guys, truck drivers, NASCAR. So I think the market was just shocked by this change. I kind of like it from that standpoint. Everyone watches the interview with the VP of Bud Light Marketing on the Daily Mail and local news channels. Like, not everyone sees that, so they just see this. This come out and branding changes, and they're like, what is... Can we scroll a little bit, a little bit? Oh, and yes, Dylan did the, oh, is that the same person? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a problem with either. Okay. So I don't really have a problem with either. Um, to be honest, that's not, I, I saw everybody get up in an uproar about that boycott Nike. I was like, I don't give a crap. Um, so that's not really my point. My point is more, 
Nike is kind of already earned their positioning in the market over the last what how many, I don't know when they started doing their more social justice style advertising on progressive issues, but they've been doing it for ten plus years. Mm. So since, I don't think Kaepernick was their first, but I know Kaepernick was definitely like their kind of magnum opus of this is how we're going to position our brand. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, by and like dropping when they drop Tiger, that's a part of it. Correct. Like when their sponsorships mess up, they drop them. And did they drop Tiger? I believe so. I, I mean, don't think they. When ended. all the scandals first came out, I'm pretty sure they dropped him. Really. I don't know if nobody they ever drops Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a whole other I, I, let's conversation. Get on Nike. Like, I don't how know long if we can, does it take to... I don't know about Nike values and Tiger Woods are a, a whole conversation we get into. But I would say they've done a really good job with advertising, progressive culture issues, relevant. Yeah. This makes perfect sense for Nike. It's a weird first move for Bud Light. In the sense that I wouldn't say that there is a traditional right-wing value association with Nike ever. I mean, if you go back to Michael Jordan, it was Republicans buy shoes too. Nike's kind of always been apparel, regardless of political viewpoint. And then they did take a stand on more progressive issues in recent memory, and I think it's really smart of them. I think they do great with it. I have no problem with the Dylan, this woman, doing ads for people. I don't really care. I think it's great. What I think is quite interesting is Bud Light doing it. Because if you were to give me like what five brands couldn't pull this off, I might say Bud Light. So what do you think the end game is of this, Brady? Because I think they've run the campaigns. They've chosen a direction. And in, I'll say this in Bud Light's defense, it's exceptionally bold. I don't know. That's all I can say. I think it's exceptionally yeah, bold. I mean, I'm interested to see how it pans out. I don't know the research that went behind it. I think yeah. to your point, like, I don't know how much the LGBTQ community is like a big light beer community. I don't know if they already have, that's, that's, yeah. you know, drinks that are, are more common, but at the same time, all the stereotypes I hear, and I don't know enough about it, so I'm not going to go there. Like, this, I, I the think stereotypes are not yeah, Bud Light I in that community. Like enterprise companies' adoption to positioning like this isn't happening that much, and so I like just using that word community. Maybe now that Bud Light is doing this, it will grow that market share and get people who weren't drinking light beer or a Miller person switching to Bud Light or Coors Light person switching to Bud Light. Like it could get people drinking Bud Light. To support someone Enough, who's supporting though, them, kind of for a I don't macro know. level brand. That's what's so crazy. Yeah, I don't know. That I'm, seems like such a crazy bet. I'd be very interested <laughs> to see in five years from now market share and like demographic reports of Bud Light. Well, if they did it inclusively, because this is important for them saying it's all inclusive, what they're really saying Which is, is we, impossible. Correct, but it's also they didn't launch this one with another can next to it. They had like, you know, like a goalpost and a football going through it too. So what I just find to be quite interesting here is like you're a macro level product. And if you're focusing on inclusivity and raising sales, the LGBTQ community can't be a big enough community to raise sales if you alienate your core audience like I'm a pretty centrist like right down the middle I don't really care about this stuff guy 
I've got a lot of people in my life on both sides that think this is silly. Which I think is interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I mean... What would you make a bet? Do you think it grows sales or decreases sales from a marketing perspective? Um, I don't know how bad they're currently losing in their current demographic, but I do think they still have a decent amount of market share where, unfortunately, they'll probably lose it. Like, that's the sad part of it is, like, this that's, position loses the frat demographic. I know I'm which generalizing Which is all you that. had left. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, know what Bud Light had. Because, the, the, like, the high, like, let's say the, the older men who get older have money. Many of them graduate past drinking that warm piss. Like, that's what they call it. And then they get money and they start drinking IPAs and craft beers and they go to breweries. And they start, like, if you talk about Bud Light to people who aren't 18 to 25, they don't speak highly of Bud Light. Do you get what I'm saying? So, it's a very risky bet. I think it just tanks sales. Yeah. Imagine like a Remington, like a like a rifle company, like putting out only like pink rifles. Like that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting but reaction of it. But they're not that further it. off from that, which yeah. is like, if you're talking about like top five brands not to mess with and like with a type of progressive rebrand. Bud Light might be up there, which is what makes it so crazy yeah. for us to talk about on a podcast. And now, like, there's the new can branding, and now people are photoshopping, like, a Coors Light can with rifles on it, with the classic, like, Inland Empire bro sticker <laughs> of, you know, like, the silhouette of the girl in the bikini. Like, Correct. That people have on lifted trucks. Yes. Like, they're photoshopping that on Coors Light cans. Well, I'm not saying Bud Light needs to be that or can't. It was just a blue can. I know. (laughs) That's what's such a crazy thing. It was just a blue can. I feel like we kind of made this whole thing up. Which I don't know if the rainbow on the can is official new can or if that's just people taking this one sponsorship. I know. I don't even know if Dylan on the can is a real thing. But for men That's a Photoshop. I I don't know. If men didn't want to get stuck with a Mike's Hard Lemonade because our egos are so insecure... Do you think we're going to hold rainbows? I'm just being honest. I have nothing to do with political values. Like, I'm just talking about the fragi- like, fragility of the male ego for a second here. Forget political views. Yeah. Dudes all bust each other's butts and make jokes all the time at each other. So if you're holding the rainbow beer can at a party, everybody's going to make jokes at you. Now, maybe there's this small minority of people who go to parties that are like super nice to each other and like encouraging like, Oh, you like rainbows. I like rainbows. I haven't grown up around a lot of those parties. Most people I'm around are like make jokes and laugh at each other. I would argue that this would be more of a talking piece, but I don't think anyone also not. I see. I don't, don't think it's so bad that if you're at a party and this woman Dylan was on a can, I wouldn't drink the can. Why would I care? I just don't know if people go out and buy the can. Yeah, and that's where it's like because it's a it's essentially a values when you purchase something it does create a values association. In other words, like people do believe. I don't necessarily feel this way, but this is how people feel when they buy something. And this is kind of the VP of marketing's point is I think she feels like she's supporting frat culture if she buys the old Bud Light. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I would never have thought I'm supporting frat culture, or off color jokes or whatever her 
comment was, mm-hmm. if I drank Bud Light, I would just think I'm... <laughs> I would think I'm being disloyal to Coors Light. I would never associate it with fraternities or anything else. I would just be like, I, I'm a Coors Light guy. I only drink Coors Light. I don't want Bud Light in my house. That's like how I am. Because it was always like growing up, you'd go to people's houses. Some people were Bud Light houses. Some people were Coors Light houses. But it was never a statement of their values. Like, I, and you know what I'm saying? Did you ever go to a party, see Bud Light and be like, oh, I don't know if I like these people. Like, I would have never a said. A little bit. <laughs> But not because of, but for because the, I like Coors, Coors Light. Light, right? No, but you not, open the cooler, you either yeah. see blue or, or you, you see, see silver, silver. And yeah, you, you decide know, I you. personally get more excited when I see silver Same. than blue, but I still. Same. Would but that would, that has nothing to do with like the implied yeah. thing that she's yeah. trying to change. Yeah. That's where it's interesting. Like you couldn't really tell how much of it was about money versus, you know, association with that demographic, like the frat. We made up a culture war. It's kind of my point. I don't think there were a bunch of people that weren't drinking. Like, to her point, the enemy would have to be sales are declining because people don't want to be associated with Bud Light because how off color their humor is and how fratty they are. That that would have to be inversely true for her campaign to work. But I don't think there's people going around... I don't think the reason Bud Light is losing market share is because people are not drinking it because they don't want to be associated with right-wing humor. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Nor do I think that frats care about politics. Like, I don't think... I don't know. I wish I could see not just the Daily Mail interviews, but also the board meetings and the studies behind it because that's just where... I'm, I'm in the position where it's like, let's we're see, all talking let's about see it. how it pans out. Yeah, we're all talking about it. Their competitors are being brought into the mix and in a way where I don't know if it's what they would approve or want for their brand. Like I said, like they're now representing the other side. Correct. That's what I'm saying. But if you choose the other side, I don't think you're choosing inclusivity, which is hard for a macro product. Yeah. Because it's not a micro product. If we're talking like – now, conversely, if I were to start up a light beer company – Putting Dylan on it, she might be the greatest marketing move I've ever done in my life if I am a startup light beer company like yeah. we did on Market This before. Which is interesting that – Do you see what know, I'm saying? They didn't I have take ex- that position. Correct. The holding I, company didn't. Yes. Why not launch a new light beer brand and put Dylan – put her on it? Yeah. Because that to me is brilliant marketing. Like here's a beer for the LGBT and Q or the trans community. That's really smart marketing. But doing it to the Bud Light kind of seems crazy from a sales standpoint. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's such a crazy... I just want to see how it pans out because it's such a large brand. It's such a large brand. Because I don't know if if you're in that community, if because it was tied to that frat guy maybe could be seen as the enemy and now you're taking their beer and that creates more growth. I, I don't know if that's a benefit or it's just the start of it already established or it's the start of it. Like this could be the very first campaign and it doesn't work and everybody's like, wow. But if they keep doing campaign after campaign, they could maybe get a new audience. Do you get what I'm saying? But they'd have to stick with it. So what I will say is Bud Light kudos for doing something bold and different takes a lot of like, 
strength and innovation to do something this crazy. I will say this is a genuinely crazy campaign. Just everything about their audience and their brand. And kudos to because I freaking love like advertising that shocks me. And this advertising definitely shocks me. Just don't stop is what I would say. Because if you stop. Yeah, if you're going to do this give treatment. Up. Yeah, yeah. Don't give up. Because if you have all this uproar, and there's a lot of uproar, and people are like, this is crazy and stupid, right? Don't stop, though. Because if Nike would have stopped, Nike couldn't do the Dylan ad, and they're still getting uproar, but they'll keep going because they've earned it. Bud Light should keep going. I don't think you can do this and then get scared. Or else you don't really, you yeah, never really. weird. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? I think then you lose both. Because then you got public outlash against the LGBTQ and the trans community, and they're like, you didn't stand up for us. And then the frat people are like, you tried to get rid of us. Then you've got nobody. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like she might regret the frat statements because it was a contradiction to the all-inclusive and Correct. it's creating more divide. Like it's almost saying like, hey, if you're a trans male, you'll never be able to join a frat because these are two completely different groups. We're leaving that group. Now we're all... This. It was. A, it was. So a, she had probably regrets bringing like that into the narrative. But that's what she actually believes, which I'm. I, yeah, no, which I what, appreciate her what saying. She said. No, you can tell she has a certain. That is what she believes, and this is what she is trying to do with the brand. So yeah. what I'm saying is, don't give up. Straight up, from a marketing standpoint, don't stop. Come up with something more shocking. Seriously, yeah. make Caitlyn Jenner the spokesperson. I'm being dead serious. If I'm Bud Light. I'm going to go get Caitlyn Jenner to be the spokesperson. I'm going to try to find every, the largest like personalities in the trans and LGBTQ community. And I'm going to try to rally the troops like crazy and keep pushing the narrative. But if you give up right now, you might lose both sides, which to me is even crazier. Yeah. So, well, let's talk Barbie. Yeah, that's another trending one, Barbie. We're talking, hey, this is a section where we talk about current events and marketing, man. So what do we got? So did you see this happening? I haven't seen this. Oh my gosh. What is this? So Barbie movie is coming out. Okay. Um, And all over Twitter, I think most specifically in terms of social media, what they did is they have a promo poster. Okay. And it's kind of like this 90s style and they built an AI tool where you essentially upload a photo of yourself or you take it through the tool and it puts you in that poster. And so a ton of famous people were posting their Barbie poster and it went viral last week. Okay. Congratulations to Barbie. Yeah. It was a very unique movie promotion play using what's trending right now, which is like AI editing and filters. Is that the Margot Robbie one? I don't know. Is she in Barbie? Yeah. I don't know how I know that, but that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different demographic, I guess. I don't know who that is. So, <laughs> Yes, you do. Who is it? What? Yes, you do. You do know who Margot Robbie is. I mean, I'm certain when I see her, I will. I'm just terrible with famous people. She was in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And she that one. <laughs> yes. Yes, that one. She. <laughs> yes, pretty. What's there you the... go. It's not Batman or anything like that, but it's a Suicide Squad. Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. You know who Margot Robbie is. I know who Margot is. (laughs) She, I know, is the Barbie gal. Because that's what I saw trending like two weeks ago. It was like, oh, Margot Robbie's so hot in the new Barbie. That's what I saw trending. But I didn't see the AI generator. Well, now companies are using this for their own brands to promote it. 
like whether you have like a snack company like a protein bar like they're putting the protein bar behind it with their slogan all right let me see can we see some examples of people using it because i want to see you can make one right now okay let's do it so so welcome to barbie land where you can be barbie or ken nice okay so start okay so scarlet you're gonna help us (laughs) this is my nightmare scarlet and i were doing this over the weekend (laughs) okay they're on friday there we go are you ready let's go barbie <laughs> okay so we continue and then okay so you can reposition it dope okay cool good job well you can edit more <laughs> okay <laughs> and so wait time out well this couldn't have gone viral there has to be more. Go back. Let me do the do the edit. So you right, can Scarlet. change your. Come on. Let me. This can't go viral. There's nothing here. Wait. Can can we see if you're a Ken? What happens? So if... people were editing this. I know, but what happens if you're a Ken? Nothing. Uh, well, it says this Ken is being for real. For real. Is that what FR means? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm trying. And then, so a lot of people were editing and making it custom. Okay, but there's nothing to this so far. No offense, I'm like to your selfie, Scarlet. But there's nothing that would make. Can we keep? What's that button do? You can change the color palette. So like the Barbie is a Valvoline. But they put the Barbie over your face, so you can't even see. Well, that was kind of her photo. <laughs> what do you mean that's not her photo? What do you People mean? People were doing a lot more zoomed out photos. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to see how this could go viral. I'm I'm not understanding. I'm go to Barbie Twitter. I, there's. I think you, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. I I think it's you, what you told me was so cool. Like it's probably Barbie, Barbie went Twitter viral. Yeah, careful too on the Barbie one. I don't. You might not always get what you think you want there. Uh, okay, so Barbie's here. So you got to go there. Movie one. This is just. This is Barbie proper. We need the. I love this. I'm gonna log oh, into my shit. Twitter and it's just gonna be there? like Barbie ads oh, everywhere. Oh my god. I thought the master's tree falling over was serious. I know, right? Okay, so Barbie movie. There's Margot Robbie. Go back. Let's see. Go up. Oh, okay, so. So this is them promoting the... I know, but it's so corny and terrible. How did it go over? Okay, so that's Barbie, right? I don't get it, though. So what happened... That doesn't make you look like... I thought it would make her look like a Barbie. No, it just puts you in the format of their posters. It's just a filter that has Barbie across it. Mm-hmm. Brady, how did this work? It blew up. How? There is nothing about this that's clever, intriguing, funny. It was a trend. That's funny. CC, CEO, what's his name? Gosling? Is that Ryan Gosling? Does he actually play Ken in the movie? Okay. But he looks like a Barbie. So if everybody looked like a Barbie. Yeah, they didn't do like a plastic. Correct. Filter on it. These are all just like normal people. These are Ken's also in the movie. Wasn't the other one? So a... This is the cast. This but was cast. what was also happening is a oh, bunch of people who weren't involved in the movie were using the filter. No, I get it. But the filter didn't make you look like a Barbie. It just had the words no, Barbie. No, it just puts you in the... So what happened? It went... So there... There's the Sports Illustrated girls are using the Barbie filter. There was like a snack company. 
that like put the bar in the filter. Okay. So then Hilarious. What are you guys talking about? This is the stupidest campaign I've ever heard. It went of. viral though, so you can't say that. I mean it is stupid. It is dumb, but everyone was doing I it. I thought you guys were gonna show me something where they looked like a real Barbie. No, it's the it's the poster. I was like, oh that'd be interesting. Let's see if Scarlet's face looks like a Barbie now. No, it looks exactly like Scarlet, just with the letters B A R B I E. Like that is there what is what is, guys? This is not like our Here, first. Make it, make it directive orange. <laughs> there we go. You can't even see her face. She's got the letters all over it. That was her. <laughs> you think that's her photo? Oh, was too close up. Oh Here, my yeah, gosh. raise it a little bit. Can you lower the Barbie too? No. Well, now you gotta. This Barbie's the life of the party. There, oh, there you go. There you go, Barbie. Guys, this is not 2002 where it's like the very first filters. You should have seen the one Brady did on. I deleted it from Slack. <laughs> it's been I, removed. I broke the Slack rule and I deleted a message. Oh. Guys, how did this go viral? Do you think Barbie paid people? Because, I mean, just empirically. Well, that's where I was wondering if. Sorry, I'm just now stuck a little bit on this concept of like. It's just Barbie. I mean, they had the whole Letters. cast do it, obviously. I wonder how many people made it for famous people, and it wasn't, like, the famous person actually doing it. Well, and I love the photos. I've seen those photos. That's how I heard about Barbie movie, was the ones on, the like, the far left right there with Ryan Gosling and Margot yeah. Robbie. I saw those photos trending, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And I was like, oh, it's kind of clever that they're using those two. Like, they're perfect for it. And I thought, oh, what a funny concept. I never thought again about it. But, well, I don't... It's just a weird social thing for me to process because we're about 15 years past this campaign working. There's no novelty to it. Like, they didn't make your skin plastic. No. That's what I thought y'all were going to show me. So, it would have been very cool. So, how did it go viral? Explain it to me. I want to now know. What's the virality of it? So, because I don't think if you saw this on Instagram, you're like, oh my god, I have to do that. Yeah. So they first relate release like the cast doing it, okay. and then they obviously advertised the builder, and then people started posting it, and then FOMO hit. It's similar to it was like the Spotify Wrapped. Yeah, but Spotify Wrapped has intrinsic value where you can show the music you listen to, and then you can get like your friends can like. Yeah, and on these you can like label your own identity on that tagline at the top. So I think that was a big piece of it is you can customize that and kind of have it personal to you. Like a caption on social media? Like, that's what they do on Instagram yeah, every day. Like, someone going through finals could say, this Barbie is procrastinating, and it's just like them. That I get. And it's funny. It's entertaining. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. That was a good, yeah. No, I mean, I couldn't stop laughing once you guys showed it to me. Yeah. I... I mean, you can hate it all you want. It blew up. Did it, though? Like, show me one that's not associated with their account. I just want to... Yeah, how do you... <laughs> yeah. Like, did it, though? Oh, she did it? Of course. Okay, so, like, here's my thing. There's nothing to it. I don't get it. I mean, that's a part of it is it's very user-friendly. Well, like, I it's very Like, I did it on my phone just to see, like... But I really did think it was going to make you look like a Barbie. It would have been cool if they added that. That would have been the only part about filter. it. That would have been cool, yes. Instead, it's just a photo that they put the words Barbie on top of. 
Yeah. I mean, the cutout technology is pretty impressive. Is it? I mean, I used to have to do it manually in Photoshop. <sighs> I didn't even realize I was such a hater, but now that one's funny. I guess... No offense to Scarlet's, maybe it was just the image I got there. But like people All of her from her Kelowna <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> but like the, I guess that that is more clever. I just. Did anyone here do this on their own before the show? Did you do a Barbie post, to Scarlet? I did not do a post. Okay. I didn't do it until Brady's. Did anyone in y'all's network? Did y'all see one in the wild? I never saw one of these in the wild. Yeah, I did. You did so see I one was on Twitter, and that's when I saw it. No, no, like followers, not wild, wild, okay. like gated gardens, like my personal network. Yeah, I probably saw a couple on the story. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And then all the brands hopped on. Yeah, they the got 16 likes. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, but this isn't like a big. Okay, but everybody's doing it, is your point? Yeah. I'm just getting too old for this game, guys. I'm just sitting over here trying to process the whole... Well, I'm just trying to think, like, what would make you want to do this? Your photo is great, Scott. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't yeah. see why everyone... But what other mo- movie promotion had a social campaign? Okay, so let's talk about the positives. User-generated content. User-generated like content. This. I can bi-directionally engage with your brand. I can post it to my site. If they made me plastic, I would be a massive fan of this. I just want to point that yeah, out. Yeah, I think that was a miss, is doing some type of brush filter. I Like really they did thought... to their own cast. They totally did that Correct. on their own cast photos. So Ryan Gosling does not look like Ryan Gosling, and Margot Robbie looks like a Barbie. They look like Barbies. Like, that looks, yeah, that, like that's, that's my point. the most. Now, if I could do a Barbie photo and I had abs, then and I looked plasticky, I would say that that is really clever, and that could go viral. Yeah. You probably couldn't do the abs thing because that would be fake, not PC, but we, well, and they don't exist. So I would need some really good filters. Yeah. But let's say you could at least make me plastic. Yeah. The airbrush filter would be easy. Yeah. Those are all over Snapchat. Man, I'm not a hater. I just want to make sure you guys understand. If you could make like if Scarlett's face turned plastic there and she looked like an actual Barbie, I'd be like, okay, that's dope. And then you could set your own price point. That'd be funny too. Like if it was like a Barbie display and then you could set your own price. See, that got her to laugh. There are some funny things you could have done with this. But hey, what do I know? Barbie went viral. Yeah, people were probably having fun with the tagline. Yeah. And that was, and then the rest of it was just everyone else was doing it. I love it. I love it. Well. So good promotion for Barbie. We've got Bud Light doing bold advertising. We got Barbie almost doing filters in a way that I thought was really cool. (laughs) And we got some awesome advertising. So that's episode 32. We'll see you next week. Later, guys.